The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. And welcome to the winemakers. How you doing, Bart? I'm good, Brian. How are you? I'm doing well. We got Kyle here as well and a special guest today. We have Todd Jolly joining us today. How are you doing, guys? Welcome, Todd. Todd is a, um, a longtime podcast listener, which we always appreciate. Absolutely. Um, and he is in the business. Uh, Todd comes uh, to us from a local place called Sonoma's Best. And um, I'm going to let Todd describe uh, Sonoma's Best for you guys. Um, so I'll, we'll start off with that. Cool. Good to be here. Uh, so Sonoma's Best is a 100-plus-year-old building on the corner of 8th Street East and Napa Street, um, just a mile east of the square in Sonoma. Um, it's a family-owned business. We have a pretty serious wine program, coffee, deli, and four beautiful cottages out back. Um, I, myself, just handle our wine club, the uh, in-store wine sales and our online wine shop. So Sonoma's Best has been there for how long have you guys owned it? Um, so Ken and Stacy Matson, the current owners, have owned it for two years. Okay. Before that, the Jenkins family had it. I think they established it in 2010. Yeah, that seems about right. Um, That's the place that the the car drove in. Yeah. Right? So Sandra had okay. uh, Sandra had a little place there for a while and was managing the cottages and back. I mean, at some point, about the time I believe they were opening a state, a car didn't stop at the stop sign and drove straight through into the building. We have some uh, nice cement poles out front now right, for that, yes. and uh, <laughs> we put up our bear logo that um, glows uh, not too bright at night to kind of allow people at that T intersection that are coming down it. Right, you know, the speed limit's forty miles an hour, but most people are coming down at sixty. Yeah, so, it, it's yeah, a it's a gr- it's a great little uh, place for uh, breakfast or lunch. Uh, some nice outside patio seating. Um, a lot of nice little gourmet uh, things if you're picking up picnics and whatnot. But the real gem of the whole thing is the wine shop off to the left-hand side. And even within that, the real gem is the happy hour for the draft beers or the changing taps. Yeah, $5 for 22-ounce beers on Fridays from 3 to 6 wow. uh, with four Whoa. handles. Um, four-point Villager IPA is probably our most popular handle. And I didn't we know love about that this. Beer. I'm yeah. a little excited now. <laughs> yeah, Bart's recently become a, uh, a frequent visitor. Yeah, well, you Not know. Not too frequent. <laughs> yeah, the, my, my new winemaking uh, facility... I'll be working with is down on 8th Street East, so I'll be driving by a lot more often. So um, I'm, I'm excited. And Todd's another... Right, driving by, not through. Yes, driving by, yes. <laughs> we didn't mention um, that Bart was the one that drove his car. No, no, come on. No rumors, no rumors. So, and then another thing Todd has going on there that's very popular is uh, Thursday night um, tastings. Yeah, so the Thursday night tastings, uh, they run from about 5 to 7 p.m. Um, they rotate between a, a $10 or a $20 tasting. Um, just started doing some like winemaker featured tasting. Thing. So getting some people in there, we just had Coyote Winery from Napa Valley over. Um, didn't have their winemaker, but had a brand ambassador that came through. Um, but we get 35 to 50 people every Thursday night. Wow. We, uh, we really fill the place up. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, for those of you that don't live here locally, it's not a big place. So to hear that 35, 40 people, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're filling it up. Yeah, it's nice. We, uh, we have the, the wine shop on the left side and the deli 
and the uh, coffee bar and the mercantile in the middle. And so we, we slowly kind of add tables right. throughout the stores right. as we get more and more crowded. And then through the summer this year, we'll try to kind of push outside. Um, on June 21st is our third annual rosé party. And that'll be, it's all completely outside, out back. Everybody wears pink and we pour a bunch of, of, uh, of rosé. Now, is that invite only? Is that a... <laughs> it no. sounds like something Brian's about to be yeah, like, gonna... so how do I get to be a part of this? <laughs> yeah, That's absolutely. what I was, I was kind of <laughs> wondering. How, did, how does one get to be, uh, be at this event? Um, yeah, just uh, tickets to the door. It's $20 a person. Um, okay. Just come around back, uh, make sure we're pink. There's a, there's a prize for the best dressed. So mm-hmm. some girls last year who tie-dyed shirts specifically for the event and uh they walked away with a magnum rosé so hey there you go wow it's kind of fun so i love wine i can get as geeky as you want but at the same time i'm a bro who lives in california so i want (laughs) to also keep it as casual but serious at the same time right right. so so todd brought us three bottles of wine today we're going to try um and while we're doing that we're going to go through we'll talk about todd's background talk about the store a little bit um, and uh, finish up maybe with the wine club that they have going. So do you want to tell us a little bit about this first wine? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of my favorite places in the world to uh, drink wine from is the Central Loire. So uh, Sancerre, Manitou, Salon, and Puy Fume. Um, just so happens that my wife, Lauren, also absolutely loves Sauvignon Blanc. Um, and so I thought today, no better uh, time or place to sit down and drink three, or, uh, three Sauvignon Blancs in a perfectly sunny day in Sonoma. So we'll start out with uh, Manitou Salon. For those of you who don't know, um, the Central Loire is about two hours due south of Paris, and Menetou Salon is about um, just southwest of Sancerre. So Sancerre and Pouifoumé mm. sit right on the uh, Loire River, so we're just off the river a bit. Um, and so this is 100% Sauvignon Blanc, no oak, family-owned, uh, pretty small production. Um, this is a, a teeny little, not teeny importer, but a smaller importer. Um, and I, I have two smaller importers and one large importer today, so we'll kind of see the difference here. This is awesome. This is like biting into a pink grapefruit. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So refreshing. So, so much citrus. Yeah. Um, the good thing with Sauvignon Blanc, you know, there's so many different styles. So you can have the grassy New Zealand styles, citrus-driven, kind of French, uh, especially Loire Valley, and then you get more like tropical when you get into California. Um, and so to sit down with three of these that are so similar but so different, you really can kind of appreciate the terroir and what it actually is. Yeah. And and so you would think, you know, Sonoma's best. It's in the name of the of the of the shop. And you got a lot of locals who probably know winemakers and or work for winemakers. So how do these wines come into play at the shop? Absolutely. So uh, when I took over Sonoma's best, uh, the previous owner, Tom Jenkins, he had a great program going there. He had this um, really wonderful thing. Kind of took me under his wing for three weeks of what he called indentured servitude um, after he <laughs> sold the place. And uh, we really hit it off. And so he kind of explained to me a lot about living in Sonoma because I moved here from Portland, Oregon. And, you know, this is a, a very locals town. So I was really trying to get into the community. And um, in doing so, really realized that there's an incredibly high demand for imported wines here in Sonoma. Um, we all have our favorite wineries. We all have our favorite winemakers. But at the end of the day, we can't always drink, you know, what's just grown down the street. There's yeah. there's different food. There's this, there's that. I mean, I'm sure we could with the, the quality of everything we have around here. But there's so many wines in the world. I can't I can't put, you know, just one place as the answer to everything. Yeah, you want to support Sonoma, but at the same time, I, I need some variety in my life. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so the store is broken down about 50-50, 50% um, as local as I can possibly get. Um, and then 50% imports with a, a French and Italian emphasis. 
And you get to select all those wines? I do. I pick all the wines in our store. Nice. Um, the other the other day, one of your podcasts, you guys are joking around about wine director, Psalm. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, my list, bitch. Manager. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm kind of your all, list. I'm all the above. So right. I'm, uh, I'm the director. I, you know, I set the pricing. I do the buying. I, I do the whole wine club myself. Um, I do all the write-ups in the wine club. I have a, most of my wine club members saved in my phone, and I'm on a text message basis with them. They text me for, you know, recommendations on what they're what they just got in the club and they're having this for dinner. Should they open one of them? Um, and, and what, uh, what percentage of those wine club members are local Sonomans and, and what percentage are visitors have come across? I would say it's about like 45% locals in the club and mm-hmm. then about 55% we ship out. That's um, awesome. That being said, overall business is heavily local based yeah. and that's the route I always wanted to go. I always wanted to be, um, I've always been a part of my community wherever it has been, you know, Portland, and the state of Oregon for 14 years, and then Boise, Idaho before that. But uh, being here and living here in town, um, you know, really wanted to say hi to every person as they come in the front door and know their name. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about that a little bit. What was your, what was your first introduction to the wine business? So, kind of happenstance. My first uh, introduction was just throwing bottles and beer uh, with a distributor to a shelf. Um, one of my college lacrosse uh, teammates, this guy Kevin Jewett, who's a Marin County native. We were both living in Oregon, and he got a job with a distributor, and I needed a job right after college. So got in. Um, a couple months later, got promoted to like an assistant sales rep, and then quickly got promoted to a, to a sales rep. So I was with Young's Market Company, the distributorship, for and, about six and, years. And you, you went to University of Oregon, correct? I did, yeah. Go Ducks. Yeah, Go Ducks, of <laughs> course, yes. Absolutely. Um, and so you worked for Young's Market, and out of where were you based? I was based in Portland. I called okay. on kind of like high-end retail Um uh, Kroger's recently bought a chain called uh, Fred Meyer up there, and Fred sure. Meyer has a pretty serious wine program, and that was the uh, the main chain that I called on. But Whole Foods, uh, New Seasons Market, which is like a you know extremely like farm to table kind of grocery store. So, so you're fresh out of college, rugby player, Beer lacrosse. Drinker. I mean, or, I'm yeah. sorry, lacrosse, yeah, lacrosse. Yeah, sorry about that. I, big difference, um, and both sides would agree that there's a big difference. Yeah, we like each other, though. Yeah, <laughs> you drink together. Yeah, sure. Um, and so, I, my guess is there weren't a lot of bottles of rosé you were cracking after after lacrosse games. No, no, that was all beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, just uh, want to double check. Yeah. There was always a, when you flow through the river in Eugene, slap the bag, you know, take the Franzi out and throw it to each other on the, on the inner tubes <laughs> as you float right. down the river. That's you know? right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you start getting immersed in a little bit of what, I mean, because of the job, maybe you start drinking a little more and more wine. Yeah. So Young's, um, my experience with the Young's is absolutely fantastic. They, uh, wine education is utmost. Um, one of my favorite stories, I have my certified specialist of wine, also known as a CSW, and I was the only retail guy in the round um, to take it with like six or seven on-premise reps. And I was an off-premise rep. And we all took the test and the results came out and I was the only one that passed. Wow. And so we were sitting there in the room and there's, a, there's that big rivalry between on-premise and off-premise, right? Within a distributorship. It's Absolutely. Somebody moves the cases, somebody talks about the wine, basically. Right. And so when I stood up and the, the clapping started because it was there was only one retail person to pass the test that doesn't happen very often. So that was... That was pretty cool, and you know, Youngs—they put you through it. They, uh, you know, they pay for the classes. They big supporters of it. My boss at the time, this guy Matt Schiffer, my first uh, like mentor in my career. He was the guy. Is he's a genius. He makes he makes things uh, really easy to understand. 
And that was kind of like my first foot in the door. And instead of just selling it, like, okay, I really dig this product. Let's see where I can go. It's funny what you say about the rivalry between the the fine wine and the and the or the how did you call it the retail? And yeah, the, on premise versus on premise and on premise restaurants, off premise right. retail. And, and then I always think about when I worked with some distributors working for larger wineries. And then there's always the guys that are definitely the whiskey guys, the brown booze guys. Absolutely. And that's a whole nother kind of grouping of of sales reps. Totally. Yeah, in Oregon, um, unfortunately, we didn't get to hang out with those guys too much just because it's a completely state-controlled liquor. Right. So Oregon were, is too, huh? Oregon is too, yeah. So they would be calling um, either on the state and then all the local liquor stores uh, separately. But um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I see. It's 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 just liquor. Is, is yeah. So in a grocery store, you can get wine and beer. Right. Um, but liquor is in the, the state-controlled liquor stores. Washington, mm. uh, it might be like five years ago now, but they recently switched. <laughs> and so they're like California where you can get your liquor. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, then how does that work? So you're working for Young's. Do they say, you know, do you have a meeting one week and they say, okay, we really need to move a lot of this. And so that's what you take uh, on the road with you and try and hammer that home to all the uh, it's usually business monthly. owners. Yeah, monthly. monthly. Yeah. So we yeah. get monthly goals. Um, and I'm not going to get into whole Young's whole you know, right. goal <laughs> program, but it's usually right. monthly. And I think with on-premise, it's a little bit longer just because, you know, changing lists at, uh, at restaurants thinks it's a kind of a longer play. Right. Yeah. So my old goal was, you know, ship as many pallets as I can to places of, of good wine. Right. And placements of other things. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I had a friend that worked for a distributor, and he came from a production wine background. And um, the distributor he worked for was a KJ house. Mm-hmm. And all he ever wanted to do was sell all the the high-end KJ, you know, imported stuff yeah. or just the local stuff. And one day someone came to him and said, you know, Nils, you, you need to sell some La Crema. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. got it. This is you part of your, yeah. yeah, this is part of your book also. So um, that it's kind of an interesting thing, you know, and then, and then the incentives and stuff, yeah. and, and we shouldn't get it's, into it's that. It's all but, just broken down the same way, you know, any, any sales gig is where, yeah. you know, priority goals, second priority goals, third priority goals. If you, right. if you don't hit any of the priorities, other things aren't going to pay out as much. Right. You know, it's just the more you sell, the, the better you're going to do. And so you find out as you're starting to sell these wines that um, that what things are you getting more and more attracted to in the in the in the wine mix? Um, just fine wine in general. Um, yeah. You know, I really enjoyed our import book. Um, got into Italian wine pretty early. Really yeah. kind of jumped on. I did kind of a backwards approach to liking fine wine. Being in Oregon, everything's so Pinot Noir heavy and Pinot Noir in the you know the Oregon style, which is. Not California, and it's not Burgundy, but it, you know it's its own thing. I really do believe it's its own thing, um, in that lighter Burgundian style. Um, so I started there, and I didn't start like Kyle said, like with, with Cab. Like everyone starts, you know, Cabernet, Chardonnay, whatever it is, you know, like the the big wines. And I I got to start kind of Sangiovese and Pinot Noir, and kind of work my way in from that side. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really interesting, kind of building up to bigger wines rather than. And some wines I just like Syrah, one of my absolute favorite grapes. Right. I drink it all the time. Um, and I just uh, thank you, by the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you from Bart and Sam and, yeah. and all oh, the yeah. other uh, Syrah producers out there. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just been it's been very organic for me because I, I literally knew nothing. I knew nothing about wine at all besides, you know, it was something you drank. Well, what did you go to school for? Political science. Yeah. So my. Originally, it was law school. That was the whole thing. Uh, right when I got out of college, it was, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and just kind of flew by the seat of my pants for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coached lacrosse. Uh, yeah. Did yeah. your parents say, what about law school? Uh, a couple of times, but I mean, it was 
um, when you get to know me, when I kind of make my mind up about something, I, I just, it was, that was past for me and I, I needed to find something else to That's do. That's awesome. Good so, for you. Yeah. One was part Chase of the, uh, yeah. part of the attraction is that the, I know for me, I like learning about history through food and wine. And, and that was always something that, you know, in school, I, I could really care less about reading history, but if you attached something in my glass to a story about Thomas Jefferson or something. Yep. Man, you had my attention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So my grandfather um, taught some summer lessons at University of Oregon in geology and geography. And I always did pretty well in those classes and really enjoyed it. And it wasn't until wine that it kind of clicked in my adult life that how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. And so, I mean, the little bit of notes that I brought here today, I mean, I'm getting down into super details about the 5 million years throughout the Jurassic period when the Kimmeridgian, you know, soils came about. And that's why these wines are so fantastic. Yeah. And, and that's what I talk about in my Thursday night tastings. And there's, there's sometimes at the end of the night where, you know, if we're a little too busy or something, I'm a little disappointed. I'm like, oh man, I had so much knowledge to tell you. Everybody's having a great time. I'm like, right. oh man. Like, so we have, I have a good couple set of customers that come in early just yeah. to sit down and tr- like kind of geek know, out a little kind bit. Kind of geek out a little yeah. bit before the uh, We the know people like starts. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, we, yeah. We should give a shout out to Ian Blessing. He was supposed to be with us today, but uh, had some personal stuff going on. Also, Sam Kateri. Um, Sam's out, on tour in New York out on the road pushing some wine and uh, John Meyer's still out on sabbatical so I uh, just want to throw that out there say a shout I think out I saw a guys. picture on uh, Sam's Instagram feed then the the sixteen six hundred thing on top of the cab yeah that, uh, I yeah, did see that cool. well yeah. speaking of Instagram I like your feed well thank you because um, there's always every time you post something it's something that I want cool well, yeah, good. yeah, so you're doing a good job. Nice, yeah. Well, about ninety percent thirsty. Of the, nice, <laughs> yeah. Ninety percent of the stuff I post, I have in the store, and then there's some other things like I had the opportunity to go to Quintessa yesterday. Oh, um, nice. I've never been over to that, you know, non-certified but completely biodynamic yeah. property. Beautiful property. Um, they they're non-certified because of their heart. It's, they don't want to have to, you know, answer to a governing body. They're just they're biodynamic because they want to be. Right. Um, and it's the same family that owns Flowers Winery up in uh, you know the Fort Ross Seaview area. Um, but yeah. the wines are fantastic. The property yeah. is super alive and well. I mean, there's ground squirrels. There's there's a whole bunch of herons in their lake. I mean, it's yeah. It's they beautiful. even have a little island. They on do that yeah. property. Yeah. I used to do a lot of catering events there with um, uh, Visconti Catering, and because mm-hmm. I, I think they're what nationality are the owners of Contessa? They're they're from uh, South. Are they Argentinian? Nice. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't get to yeah. meet them. Yeah, and um, no, no. It's you're right. It's Chilean. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's they're from Chilean. Chilean. The Hanes family, they own a series of wineries in Chile. My old friend Rodrigo Soto, who used to work at Benziger, um, works with them on a small project down there. And they do the Faust label uh, yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, flowers Faust and yeah. yeah, yeah, good wines. Absolutely. We tried the uh, their sparkling flower sparkling yesterday. I've never had that before. Oh, neither have I. Really small production. Uh, Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier only. No Chardonnay. It's fantastic. It really was. So. I wonder where they're getting the Pinot Meunier from. That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, guys, yeah, all the, in, uh, the French are saying it just Meunier now. They're they're, they're dropping oh, the Pinot okay. off the front. Okay. Well, I'll pick that up. So the Meunier, we had a guy come in and pour at the hotel the other day, and he had 100 percent Meunier. Mm-hmm. And I asked him where he got that from, and he said, "There's." He told me the vineyard, and he said, "I don't think there's a, much more of it other than this vineyard." Yeah, um, there's a vineyard over in um, in Rutherford called the Yacht Mill Vineyard, and they grow some Pinot Meunier there. Because you would think the, you know, Domaine Carneros and mm-hmm. Chandon would have some um, property to use, but I'm, I'm sure Rotor Estate or somebody say, up there up, up, up north, up there's got to be Valley, some. There's some planted yeah. also, yeah. And knowing flowers, I mean, they're they're kind of yeah. more north of 
Right. You know, the Carnero stuff. Well, and the Benzigers use some in their white burgundy. Right. That's right? the stuff from the Yacht Mill. I gotcha. Napa. Okay. Yeah. Okay, nice. cool. Um, well, hey, can we hit up the wine number two? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. That was beautiful, by the way. This is this is my type of summer jam right there. Absolutely. So twenty two bucks. Seriously, twenty two bucks for twenty one ninety nine plus tax. Yeah. Every That's time delicious. I take a sip now, I just think of what you said, Brian. Like a big bite of grapefruit. It's just so nice and refreshing. And I got this perfect spot in the sun. Like the two combined. <laughs> and it's so that pink well. grapefruit. You know, my my mom always used to um, drizzle a little honey over it. So you, you mm-hmm. can almost put just a tiny bit of honey on the finish. Absolutely. But that real bright. Um, crisp acidic pink grapefruit yeah it's a great call about beautiful. the honey um, i find that in in way more minute salon than the other ones the other ones the uh the acid really picks up and kind of washes everything out in the yeah. best of ways yeah. yeah so this next one is a uh, sancerre from domaine chevreau um the terras blanches means white earth or white soils and so we're talking about that kimmerigian clay here mm-hmm. so it's basically there's this five million year period back 150 Let's here, go ball, here we go. Ballpark. Yeah, we We're going to get yeah. geeky, people. Just want to let you know. Ballpark 140 to 170 <laughs> million years ago, right? Um, and the Paris Basin, um, some people call it. Anyways, the uh, the land where, where Chablis, Champagne, and where the Loire Valley sits was underwater. It was kind of a tropical time. And then with some uh, seismic shifting and everything, it drained once, and then it refilled about 20 million years, years later, and then drained again. So in these drainage cycles, these rivers carving out um, – these valleys. And so the Loire, the Loire River and where it's carved out now and then up in Chablis and by Champagne, the same thing. And so the, this like little five million year segment of, of dirt, not dirt, um, this Kimmerigian soil is this limestone laced with, you can see them, it's just fossilized, uh, uh, like crust- not crustacean, oysters basically. Oysters, yeah. 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 Wow. And so when people talk about terroir, minerality and wine, tasting like this today, um, if none of us understand minerality after this, we're going to have to like keep drinking until we do because it's the, the finish on the end of this. That's minerality. That's acid. That's minerality. You can, it's that I dry, mean, chalky. Yeah, which people, you know, people talk about minerality a lot, and, and especially when they're talking about um, California mm-hmm. wines, it's it's a little bit, um, you know, you definitely find more minerality in more French. Um, and especially whites, you pick them. You can pick them out easier. Totally. But um, in California wines, it's a little bit tougher. Here, I almost the the flavor that I get out of the wines here, and I, I've always used this term, uh, pool water. Mm-hmm. And it's not pool water, but you know when you're a when you're a kid and you're let's say either you or your neighbor had a you know that had a pool, and so you'd go over to their house, and you know when it's uh, you're laying out. You get out and you're warming in the sun, mm-hmm. and people splash the water out of the pool onto, onto the, the onto that concrete, mm-hmm. and that sort of that smell that you get from yeah, from that is yeah. is more the smell that I get from California whites is is um, yeah. So I just call it pool water. But when you when you actually taste real minerality, you're like ooh yeah yeah that that's a different world. I mean, there's another beautiful um, wine, Todd, and yeah, and this one is a you know. Uh, Bank busting twenty four dollars bottle for this uh, for this lovely sunset. I, I, I guess what's catching me about both these first two wines is the fact that they're both under twenty four dollars. They're both brands I've never seen before. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I've seen the brands, but not these bottlings of these brands. And it just goes to show that there's an amazing amount of imported wines out there that you probably have to actually look around for. Well, that's the thing um, that I that I get bummed out about because I you get know. the feeling there's not a lot of either one of these are produced. No, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. Actually, the uh, Domaine Chevreau. I need to 
reach out to my sales rep because I only bought a case and I I don't know how much is left. And a lot of these French houses, they don't put production. Some of them do, but some of them don't. Usually when it's right. talking about like the, uh, the winemaker here, I think his name's Antoine. Um, his dad runs a pretty famous winery in Sancerre. And so he broke off and he just makes this one wine. Um, oh, and okay. it happens to get uh, Wygant Metzler is the importer. And sure. um, when they have a French sales rep on the street, you, you know, I taste 50 to 150 wines a week with sales reps. And, you know, I don't, I don't even come close to buying 5% of what I taste. So it's yeah. when something good comes across the table, I got to swoop it up while I can. Yeah. And yeah, I get disappointed about two things. One of them is that more California producers can't make wine in this style, but it's just not in the, it's not in the, in the toolbox. Yeah. Well, um, I, I get that question or that kind of comment a lot. And I like to just put them in completely different categories totally. in the best of ways, because yeah. I don't want, I don't want this to take away from anything in California or right. vice versa. Right. right. But then it's about access is where do I get these wines? I mean, I'm Sonoma's I spend, best. Yeah. Sonoma's <laughs> best. Yeah. Cause, because it's there in a bottle barn, you know, I go to bottle yeah. barn in Santa Rosa cause my daughter has a um, swim team over there and, and, you know, you'll find me looking for San Joseph or mm-hmm. a White Chateauneuf. I mean, but there's not a lot of places out there that you can find wines like that. And to, to have one in Sonoma, yeah. because if you go to Sonoma Market, I mean, you're seeing the the regular who's who of, and then you know maybe there's some Jadot or something in there that yeah, it's uh, all that the they, broad market stuff that you, right. know, you just see everywhere. Right, but stuff like this, and especially at this price point, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, the, you know, these wines are fantastic. I love yeah. them. I drink these myself, um, and. French whites, as we talked, you know, before the show, one of my favorite categories. And so I try to keep this as fresh and fun and as rotating all the time as possible. And I guess to kind of circle around just to make, uh, make it clear, I absolutely love wines from Sonoma. I, you know, right. dedicate a lot of right. my life to that. And I just, I brought these on today to be kind of fun yeah. and just like, yeah, let's no, talk, no, let's talk about something completely different. Yeah, no, so. it's a constant struggle here yeah. on the show. Cause we, you know, obviously we, we have winemakers and producers that are actually hosts of the show and you know, we love supporting, um, local wines, but, but at the same time, I, I mean, I want to drink from around the world. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. I want to drink pig pool and I want to drink Shiraz and yep. yeah. Um, I think maybe not Shiraz, but <laughs> Syrah. I'm, I'm <laughs> <in for laughs> yeah. I think once you become a wine lover and where, whatever region that starts in, you realize there's a whole globe worth of wine and Absolutely. why right. not try all of it? Yeah. Right. You know, it's just like food. I mean, you don't meet a whole lot of people that only eat one kind of food. Right. right. And you, yeah. as you said, you don't want Sonoma wines to take away from what these guys do or vice versa. And mm-hmm. that goes for all over the world. Like, Absolutely. Let them have their little niche to totally. get to enjoy it. Totally. They're all, there's so many A-plus wines out there, and they're all A-pluses in their own right. You, know, you don't have to compare them. You can drink them for what they are. So, Todd, um, you working for the Estates Group, um, or Young's, just Young's, Young's Mark. Yeah. Young's uh, the Market. Estates Group had just launched when I was there, but I was always just on the Young side. Right, yeah. okay. And so how many years were you with them? Roughly six. Okay. Uh, and then so at some point you made um, the change from being with just to a distributor to working for a winery. How did that go happen? Yeah, um, so I guess I got sales rep of the year for Young's um, and then for off-premise in Portland. And then uh, St. Michelle Wine Estates, which is in the Northwest, is a huge company. Um, I think they're like, they're definitely top 10. I don't know if it's like six, or six seven, or eight worldwide. Yeah. Um, they have a, a large portfolio. Um, and so in huge. the Northwest, yeah, in the Northwest, they're a high quality, really well run company. And they offer me a supplier position to run um, off premise and some golf clubs and things like that in the city of Portland. 
and I just couldn't turn it down. And a lot of the progression in the wine industry that I've been told or I've looked at over time is, you know, you start pouring in a, like at a tasting room or whatever, and then you move into retail and then you get to supplier. And so I did the, you know, distributor supplier and now back to retail. So it's been kind of fun to see the almost like back of house stuff with the way the industry works, um, working for a distributor and then working for a, a supplier of imported and domestic wines. Well, you have, you know, you have a lot of knowledge as a buyer. You have a lot of knowledge of what it was like uh, being on the selling side. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm sure you have a very good idea about margins mm-hmm. and where people are coming from. Um, maybe I should talk to you about when I set my price in for my wines. <laughs> right, and the, way, and the way to approach people. I think it's nice to see both sides because as a as a seller or a buyer, you, you know, when you know that other role, you sort of have some Absolutely. insight as to how to approach that person. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of my favorite stories is when, you know, someone would come into the girl in the fig and say, I've got the perfect wine for your list. I say, really? What is it? Oh, I've got this great Chardonnay. I say, really? Well, we have a Rhone only wine list. So why don't you go back, do your Thanks research. Thanks for looking into the program. Okay, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. I know you're, you've got the perfect yeah. wine for this program, huh? So, but you, you understand those little nuances and say, yep. you know, there's, there's ways to come at people um, when you're selling, and then there's ways um, um, to treat people when you're a buyer as yeah, well. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. One of the first questions I always ask customers, especially when they're new customers, is just what do you want to spend? People come in and say, I need a bottle of wine. And um, a lot of people get nervous about the it's money aspect. It's uncomfortable for people to talk about that, but yeah. that's important as a psalm as well. Yeah, because I want to, if they want to spend 10 bucks, I'm going to give them the same service as if they want to spend $100. Right. And I'm going to, then I always ask, do you want, do you, do you want it here from Sonoma? Do you want it domestic or would you like imports or do you not care where it's from? You just want the, the best wine in that category. Yeah. And so I try with just, you know, two or three questions to, to get really down to what they're looking for. Um, and I've found that it's a pretty efficient process and yep. having about 500 SKUs in my store that I know, um, pretty damn well. Um, I, yeah, lay in my bed at night. Sometimes I can think about, Oh, I hid two bottles down there underneath that right, one. I need to right. pull those out because inventory is right. coming up or whatever it may be. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I just try to be kind of like your neighborhood, your neighborhood wine shop. But at the same time, I know your name, I know what you like, I know what you bought last time. And I want to kind of go on an adventure with you to try new things. And, and, you know, I know myself as a consumer, I, I mean, ultimately, I'm always have an idea what I'm going to spend on any given, whether I'm in a restaurant or in a shop looking for something, mm-hmm. I kind of have an idea what I'm, what I'm willing to spend on any given day. So therefore, I think starting with how much do you want to spend is, it, it can be uncomfortable for people, mm-hmm. but it, as long as you feel comfortable with what it is you're spending, why not let someone point you in the right direction? Totally. I <laughs> like I don't know if Kyle was working the other night. It was great. We had a, a bachelorette party that came in. It was 10 girls from L.A. And and, um, and they came in and um, Mark was the psalm that night. And and we knew that they were looking to, to get some wine. And so Mark said, well, what are you looking for? She says, well, I normally drink GoldenEye Pinot. I'm looking for something. Do you have something like GoldenEye? But a lot less expensive. <laughs> I was actually your back that night you too. Were <laughs> yeah, they were a, a special little group we had. Well, going and then on there. and then what was funny? Special it's ten people. They, they didn't want to order two bottles of the same thing, so they ordered two different Pinots. Um, so then we had to give them, you know, two glasses per for one bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you go and you pour your two ounces in each glass. Um, but 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 those questions are 
are imperative. That's how much do you want to spend is an uncomfortable thing for a lot of people. And, and that's a big thing that people have to deal with. Psalms have to deal with at, at restaurants. But I think if you, if you hit it head on and if you I, don't see, and you don't feel uncomfortable about it, I think it, I think it's a great approach because then you know exactly where you're going. Sometimes people are willing to spend a lot more money than they think. And so you're sort of saying, well, let me recommend this bottle of wine and then, and then, or, or sometimes they don't have a lot of money spent. You say, I got, I got this wine right here that gives you a ton of uh, bang for your buck. Absolutely. Right. Um, but you got to know up front, what, you know, what you're willing to spend. Because right now, if you don't tell me, you're like you said, you're talking about 500 SKUs. Mm-hmm. Now, when they when they say I'm willing to spend this much, ooh, now now we're talking about 20 wines. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's right. kind of like the deductive tasting method, you know, from the quartermaster psalms. It's like yeah. you, you break things down as quickly as possible to get to your answer as quickly as possible. And I'm, yeah. not, I'm not necessarily trying to do it quick, but... You're just trying to be efficient. Yeah, totally. efficient. Yeah. Totally. Well, and I, totally. people leave the shop all the time. They're like, wow, thank you that you were so helpful. And I take that as a huge compliment because when I go shopping somewhere and somebody is very helpful for me in a category that I need, like yeah. it goes noticed. You know, I... We don't, I tell my staff, I don't want to come across as too pushy. I don't ever want to be pushy. I don't want to be salesy. I want to be knowledgeable. So when they have a question, let's point them in the right direction, you know, Mm -hmm. and and usually the most uncomfortable thing is people don't want to spend too much money on a wine they're not going to like. So if we can just get, get the money out, clear it out of the way, have a one-on-one eye contact conversation, talk about some bottles, put some bottles in their hands. Let's taste this. I always have stuff open. You know, feel good about your purchase, and then I'll see you in a week. You know, and and that's another great thing about Sonoma's Best for you locals um, and people visiting is that they do have a tasting bar. A lot of times, they have a large group of wines open that you can try and and see what you know what they're what they're really um, enjoying these days. Mm-hmm. And with that note, is you know, tell us what do you think is what's kind of hot right now in wine? What's what's a new trend that you like? What's popular? And obviously, rosé is easy to start off with, but what about things beyond rosé? I was just going to say, Pinot Noir is healthy as ever. I mean, it, it is, yeah. you know, um, that, you know, I hate to say the word juicy with Pinot, but absolutely, like, you know, it's so easy to drink. I almost think some, some of these, like, Pinots that are being produced these days are like a down comforter. You know, you literally could just, like, <laughs> lay with it, and it's just so mouth-coating and just very delicious, but then light at the same time. Right. Um, and that, that style of Pinot... Um, you know, I can carry it at twenty dollars if I can find it, um, and I carry it up to one hundred and fifty, and they all sell really, really well. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Well, as we talked about twenty dollars if I can find it, yeah. and yeah. I, I can, but then you know, it's limited Pino. selections. You know, I have right. uh, I have one brand, this uh, Cinque and Cme stuff, and it's it's, it's our best selling Pinot in the store. It's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, uh, but there's uh, one vintage is like fifty cases. The current one I have is like two hundred and fifty two cases, Russian River Valley single vineyard. Yeah, um, and it's twenty bucks. You know, and it it just goes away too quick and like my margins there i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go crazy and gouge everybody i want to sell i want you to buy a bottle and come back and buy a case if i can because the price is right and you want to drink it on a tuesday because you don't yeah. want to open your costa brown yeah, for i sure. get that well so, what do you yeah. so will you explain the wine club so yeah so this is kind of i mean it's a store so thinking in terms of wine club people when they think of a wine club think oh we go visit a winery and they offer the wine club and they send us six or twelve bottles of their wine um a year mm-hmm. But this is sort of a, a little niche um, um, product. Yeah. So uh, my club, first of all, comes from all over the world. Usually, um, it's pretty huh. Sonoma centric. So if you're in the six bottle club, there's a, there's got to be three bottles from Sonoma in there because I mean, gotta gotta rep Sonoma. Right. And then there's 
I don't think I've done a wine complete without a French white, uh, whether that be white burgundy or um, like the Menetou Salon we tried was in my, I want to say August last year's club. It was the previous vintage, but, um, and then like it rotates a little bit. So in the summer months, like so May right now, and then into August, there'll be a rosé in the, so let me take a step back. I have a three bottle club and a six bottle club. The six bottle mixed is my most popular club. When you're talking annual, so uh, three bottles well, annual, or are no, you talking once a quarter, quarterly? Once a quarter. Okay, yeah. cool. So you're yep. talking either case or two cases yep. annual. Yeah, and so my six bottle clubs is 150 bucks once a quarter, and it's six bottles with a write-up from me. Um, I try to do organic, family-owned, however I can, you know, close and small as I can get. Um, but that being said, if there's just a great deal on a, on a big brand that I can't pass up and want to share with everybody, you know, I'll absolutely do that as long as the juice is, is where it needs to be. Yeah. And, and, um, so people can join, there's no fee to join. Nope. It's just the, uh, it's just the, the one forty nine or whatever you want to, which, whatever you want to sign up for, excuse me. Um, they're on our website and it's just once a quarter and then you get, um, 10% off anytime you buy three bottles or more. Um, mm-hmm. it's definitely a pretty it, it's a favorable club because you get a lot of great wines at everyday prices with high quality. Yeah. Yeah. And what is the, what is the um, benefit of being a wine club member? If you've got those <laughs> wines already in the store? Um, well, so let's see. So if you're a local, the benefit is you get to buy Tough question. Yeah. You get to buy well, your wine. I, I want to yeah. join. This is, I actually yeah. want to join. So I want to know what <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. getting here. Yeah. Cool. It piques my yeah. interest right away. Yeah, totally. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> So the first thing is every time you buy three bottles or more, you get 10% off. Um, I usually just do the, a case discounter on Tuesdays, 10% off six or more. And so I try to incentivize. It could be any wines in the store, any price point. You get your 10% off of three bottles or more all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it once There's a couple events that I sell tickets to. When those ones go on sale, wine club members get first crack at it. Um, I'm on text message basis with most of my wine club members, always talking about wines, um, giving out recommendations to wineries to go to. They send me pictures from grocery stores in Texas saying, which one of these do you think I should buy? I'm sorry, I'm not buying it from you. Right. Um, I try to just be everyone's kind of local song. That's really good relationships. Yeah, who was that Morgan uh, Peterson was talking about with him and Chris Cottrell that, that it's still, if you go to the Bedrock website and look at that phone number, you're dialing Chris Cottrell directly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, which I don't, I don't know that he's well, a big and, fan and, of. But. And, and, you know, and on that note, I think the only place besides getting it through Bedrock directly, about the only other place you can find the selection of Bedrock wines is at Sonoma's Best. I yeah. mean, they, he, I've seen a fair amount totally on your Instagram. Care of you guys. Yeah. yeah, and that um, like big hat off to Tom Jenkins, you know, who had Sonoma's Best before and had a wonderful relationship with Joel and with with Morgan. And then when I came in, you know, Morgan and Joel both they're wonderful people. Morgan, you know, he's in the shop frequently, being on Eighth Street there and. I can't, you know, hats off to that guy. He's he's wonderful, and I appreciate all the support that he allows me to, to take. You know, we have probably 15 different Bedrock skis in the store right now. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. I have ones in the back that I don't even pull out, you know. So, well, yeah, we got some of the, uh, like, the 100-pointer uh, uh, away Syrahs, and yeah, we, yeah. yeah, it's and Under the Wire, that whole episode. You know, I, I yeah. popped a bottle at my house when I listened to it just because I wanted to be a, kind of wanted to be a part wow. of it. So, yeah. Well, and that Semillon that we tried on the show, too, I don't know. Do you carry that as well? This, uh, the uh, Cuvée Caritas? Yeah. I did. It's Wait, gone. it did. It's all sold. <laughs> yeah. There was something about that yeah. wine that, that had me a hello. Yeah. And that's um, one of those wines, that total crossover wine. It's like, yeah. you know, you put that in a blind tasting, and you can really fool some people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. And that, that totally goes back to winemaker, vineyard sourcing, 
the vines that are selected, you know, it shows kind of Morgan's genius. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bart, will you pass wine number three over Yeah, there? I was going to say, let's go to wine three now. Yeah, so wine number three, this is a Puy Fumé. So we started up in uh, Menetou Salon, headed northeast to Sancerre, and now we're jumping across the Loire, Loire River to uh, Puy Fumé. So again, 100% Sauvignon Blanc, no oak. Um, Puy Fumé gets the uh, the Fumé characteristic because we're getting into some like um, Silex Flint soils. So you actually See, get... Now, this is amazing. See, I always thought... Pui Fume was, I, I always thought that they were more barrel aged wines. And I blame Robert Parker. I mean, I mean, blame um, Robert Mondavi for that because, you know, he had the Fume Blanc, which was Sauvignon Blanc that was supposedly barrel fermented or barrel aged. Right. And when I worked at Kenwood, genius. marketing genius, when I worked yeah. at Kenwood, we distinguished or no the Benzigers um had a fume blanc that they did and they did it in a dark green bottle mm-hmm. and it was you know um it was barrel barrel aged mm-hmm. but puy fume is not barrel no there's a there's a couple producers in puy fume will do new french oak on it but for the most part it's just lees aging stainless steel so huh. the, the dead yeast they let it last five sure. to eight months whatever it may be um Good and on. this one this is all vindication for the most part, about 80% by gravity. And so these grapes are crushing each other. Um, and then like the last 20%, they'll kind of push down. So very delicate. Um, th- yeah, this wine's fantastic. And this is a pretty large producer. I mean, they have a, a full-on castle. But, you know, f- this is $35. And that you can kind of get a little bit of that like flintiness, little gun yeah. gunpowder, something or other on the, uh, on the nose. And that's where that fume comes from. I find that's a really well-rounded on the palate there. Absolutely, like that's the, the least the aging. The first one we tried, like it's that yep. big citrus yep. in the front. The second one, I really had that that background bite at the end, mm-hmm. a little honeysuckle almost. Yep. And then this one just it kind of incorporates all kinda of that hits together. Every part of your yeah. mouth, yeah. huh? Yeah. That's, that's, round and kind of really luscious. they're really yeah. fun to try seeing all three of these together. Just that one that kind of brings it all to yeah. one. See, I live for comments like that. Like that gets me really excited inside. That's awesome. Well, and you know what's fun <laughs> right now is. Use your tongue to dig into the sides of your mouth in between your teeth and your cheek, mm-hmm. and you'll catch little pockets of acid yep, just kind of sitting in there. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have saliva just like going crazy in your mouth, you don't yep. have uh, oh, it's saliva. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the wine. Yeah. I have everybody. a bit more saliva going on than that. Yeah, yeah, when I, I absolutely was, love this wine. When I was uh, tasting them beforehand, I was hoping you guys wouldn't reach over and say anything to me because I had so much saliva in my mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need to get some of this cheese really quick. Uh, and that's what I love. I, I love wines that make you drool because when when they do that, you want one of two things. You want another sip of the wine or you want some food. Absolutely. And either way, that's a win for us in the restaurant. <laughs> yep, absolutely. That's yeah. exactly what it's there for. Yeah. yeah. I really want both of those things right now. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is about that time. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So So... At the shop, you got 500 SKUs. You got the wine program going on. You got sounds like you got a good little uh, local following of uh, people coming in. Yep. What's uh, what's on the horizon? What's the next step? What are you looking forward to? Uh, man, every day everything's you know things are pretty busy all the time. And so right now it's trying to get my wine club where I want it to be. I'm kind of which a, is what? Do you want a specific number of people or you want? Uh, it's, I always want to. I mean. It, I'm in a business, more. so I want I want more and more and more, more, more. But you know, trying to fine tune it as it grows, and you know, kind of take care of that. And I, I never want to lose my personal touch on any part of Sonoma's Best. And so, trying to scale with that is kind of what I think about on a day to day basis, and making it how can I do more with the same amount of 
<laughs> me and everything. And, yeah. you know, and as, as a, as a 32 year old kind of, you know, the Matsons, Ken and Stacy put me in a place to, to run, you know, this wine shop, like it's my own and, you know, to, to make money, but also the way that I really want to do it is to be myself. And I genuinely enjoy people. I, I like knowing what people want. And so luckily my brain, for some reason, remembers a lot of faces, a lot of names and yeah. if people like acid or if they don't. Right. You know, it, so. It's a it's a great opportunity, Todd, and I, I applaud you for it. You're doing a great job. Todd, after uh, meeting you today, I'm excited to uh, go see you see you at Sonoma's Best, you know, if I can avoid those cement pillars. Yeah, yeah, you're, you'll be good, man. Just make sure to turn your <laughs> blinker on. And you, yeah, it's all good. But yeah. So, so um, working with Chateau St. Michel, how did you end up then, like, ending up in Sonoma? Did, did they come looking for you? Did you answer yeah, so, a blind ad? Yeah, so the Madsen family I had a connection with um, through my in-laws, and um, kind of one thing led to another, and I got a phone call from Ken one day, and he said, hey, you know, we're, we have this uh, beautiful little country store in Sonoma with a wine program, and um, would you be willing to come down here and see it? And so I came down to Sonoma. Um, it was funny that as my I've been to Sonoma one time before and went up to Gunlock and to Buena Vista, but there was a guy on horseback out in front of Sonoma's Best, and it had been tied up. And I was like, you know, coming from downtown Portland, I was like, okay, yeah, like Sonoma, we're we're in the country out here. I still to this day, living here in town for two years now, I've never seen that guy on horseback again. It just happened to be that moment you know that he was you, out there. You know what you just reminded me of, though, is the guy that walks his pony. I was just thinking that right. as well. Right? Yep. Any of you peanut that butter. aren't, aren't yeah, from butter. Sonoma, yeah. there's, there's a guy who walks his little pony like Flip a flops. dog yep. uh, through and, town. and hot shorts. Yep. Spain and, Street. Uh, yeah. Right, yep. and, and he does have a knife um, attached to his leg. Yep. Um, so... You know, if you, in case you're just thinking about making fun of him walking his little pony, um, you might want to think twice about that. <laughs> but it's one of those little eccentric things about Sonoma. You're right. Totally. It's a, it's a great mix of of uh, living in the country, but also being in a metropolitan area. Well, totally. it kind of reminds me also. There's this woman that. I always see her parked when she's going to Whole Foods that has an emu in the back of her car. It's it's this little like four in the back of her car? Yeah, back of her car. It just lays in the back there and, and she just I I guess she takes it into town every once yeah, in a while. Like the windows are down. Just, yeah. just laid in there with a little bit of feed around around her car. Wow. I just see it every once in a while just just laying in the back like chilling like there's no I think no you need to all of us a favor and take a picture of that. Next time you see it. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah, I will I will post that on Instagram, Kyle. <laughs> if I take some te- a couple days off now and again, I'll try going to Whole Foods and see if I can spot her out again. Nice. Yeah. Well, where uh, where in the world is you think your favorite wine's coming from at this right now this week? Because uh, I know for me it changes all the time. But this week, um, my answer to like what my favorite wine is is always champagne. Um, yeah. I absolutely love champagne. I've never gotten over that. I don't think I ever will get over that. Um, not to uh, not to plug Sonoma right here, but I totally will. But um, Zinfandel for me since I moved to California has been I've just been geeking out on you know it. We all know the. The history of, of Zinfandel, Primitivo, whatever, but I love to call it California's varietal, and yeah. especially Sonoma. And it's just so fun to be here with these old vines and constantly drive by them. Like, if I can ever open, any time I have a chance to pop a bottle of Pagani Ranch, anything, I pull the cork. Yeah. And it's, I, I have too many in my cellar that I've, I've spent money on that I shouldn't have spent money on, because right. I know they're going to get pulled at wrong times. Right. But because it's gonna be, you know, third bottle into a party and say, hey, you know what, we should drink this now right. when yeah. it should have been the first bottle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, do you have uh, plans on, you know, you know, is it a pipe dream going forward to make your own wine? 
Um, I would have to do it with like a you know hands-on basis. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a learner of like knowledge. I can just read out of a book, but when it comes to the actual craft, I I have to be there. I tried to brew beer one time and. Um, my wife would probably just start crying, laughing so hard if, uh, if she was here just in saying that, cause I, I did the, the sugar ad wrong and I, anyways, we're in our, our apartment in Portland <laughs> and I popped the cork and there's a shit, like a, a shoot all the way to the ceiling, you know, and there's yeah. beer everywhere. So I put it back in the fridge for about six months, went in the shower next time, opened it and sure enough, same exact <laughs> thing happened. And so then I, I threw them all into a dumpster at a distance and kind of watched them explode. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bart, would you mind uh, if he came and made some wine with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm always, I'm always down for it. Attention to detail, as yeah. you know. I did some punch downs with uh, Steve Law down in McLaren, with Steve okay. and Kyle one day. Yeah. Um, that's fun. I've done small things like that, and I've been in you know hundreds of wineries, but I've never uh, gone through the whole process. But yeah. I'm always down to volunteer my time. You know, just for me, just it's more knowledge, <sighs> so I can right. I know more about the process and not just you know reading it out of a book. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fun to see it actually going down. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing like hands-on training. That's right. true. Very true. Right. In in any part of the business, you know, whether it's sales or it's nothing like going out and making, you know, I've this last week I've been out, a couple of weeks I've been out doing sales calls and uh, I'd, I'd been so busy at my old job. I'm, I'm kind of gotten out of the habit of it and getting my feet back in it and, you know, having some confidence going in and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Nothing like getting back out on the road. So yeah. Another Sonoma's best plug. Um, you guys are always talking about Bart Shannon. I definitely have it for sale at the shop. Yes. Oh, yes. seriously. The, the Buddhist Dharma, it's uh Buddhist Dharma and yeah, the, the uh, Justy Creek Grenache. Grenache. Yeah. So that essentially the, the Dane sellers tasting room for the most part is we'll send them to Sonoma's um, best. How much are you selling the Shannon for at the, uh, I think 28. It's the same winery price. Perfect yeah. price. Yep. Yeah. Worth every penny. Yeah, totally. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, anyone out there that um, wants well, to try Chenin Blanc, hasn't tried Chenin Blanc, or if you are a lover of Chenin Blanc, I recommend trying the, the Dane Cellars. And even uh, though we're six or seven months away from it, Todd last year, and I'm sure this year, had a pretty amazing sparkling wine uh, yeah, tasting, the, uh, tasting party, essentially. Yeah, it really champagne is a party. celebration. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we packed the house. So I do my rosé party in the summer, so June 21st this year. And then it's usually like the second second to last or the last Thursday of the year in December. I do a champagne party. So I'm two years into both of them, so coming up on our third of each. I pour seven sparklers. Um, we did like a cava, two local, and then four real champagne, I think, last year. Um, there might be a little variance in there, but... Um, Try to kind of like the tasting we're doing today, you know, put all these things next to each other. Everyone dresses up. I had a bow tie on, you know, it was, we had Skittles, we had popcorn, all like the uh, kind of the classic funny Instagram right. pairings of champagne. Of champagne. Yeah. Let it let it kind of break down. And, right. Yeah. Had it been Girl Scout cookie season, there would have been a selection of that, I'm sure. Yeah, we've <laughs> we actually have done two different Girl Scout cookie tastings in a, two years in a row now. <laughs> uh, we sell about uh, like 55 to 60 boxes. On each year, and so um, the local. Hey, man, why is that? <laughs> Don't yeah, you so, know about how did the, this start? Yeah. Don't you know about the Girl Scout cookie wine um, pairing thing? No. no. Yeah, so Stacy, who is our uh, Stacy Matson, our proprietor, um, she's such a sweet lady, and she came to me and she said, um, "The Girl Scout cookies are coming up. I think you should reach out to the local troop and do a tasting." And I was partially jealous that I didn't think of that myself, but way more like that is an, an incredible idea. Absolutely, I'll get right on it. And, and so I uh, reached out to the local troop. Um, my mom responded and her daughter, and they came out. And 
set them up inside so they don't have to be outside. And basically, I'd charge $10 to tasting that night. But if you bought a box of Girl Scout cookies, it was only 5 bucks. And so we're just kind of pushing proceeds to her instead. So she sold like 55 boxes or whatever the exact number was, but in that realm of boxes that wow. year. And then she happily came back the next year, and the, the same thing happened. So I think, I think the then first... Then I pair them, too, at, yeah. at the counter. I have them, uh, other boxes open with certain wines. We pair, like we did Thin Mints and Pinot this year. We did Malbec and Thin Mints last year and kind of go through the lineup. There's been That's some a stuff, very fun idea. Yeah, there's been some stuff yeah. over social media the past couple of years, kind of joking around with that. But uh, these guys took it pretty seriously, and yeah. you know, I, I'm not allowed to have Girl Scout cookies in our household. <laughs> we we were at um, what was it Thanksgiving? No, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I forget. We were at a visiting family in San Jose, and boy, one of these girls, Girl Scouts, she'd figured it out because she she took advantage of the holiday and she was going door to door at this nice. Um, nice neighborhood in San Jose, and, and she had her little um, uh, red wagon packed <laughs> with cookies. And she knocked on the door, and we had just finished you know, our, our holiday meal. Mm-hmm. And she, she shows up and says, anyone like some Girl Scout cookies? I turned around, and there's about 20 people started Lined pulling up. money yeah. out, and we just <laughs> attacked her. And I think the whole wagon was gone by the time... You know, we all got what we wanted, and she had to go re up at her house and get back out on the road. <laughs> She's going to be that in sales. That's brilliant for sure. strategy. Yeah. Just to, yeah, yeah. No, that's such a great idea. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It really is. So, what are we drinking now? Yeah, I was going to say. So, Brian, you you've been oh, on Sam. special assignment at Winery sixteen six hundred. I hear the last well, few Sam, days. Sam 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 took off to go sell wine in New York and some other places on the East Coast. So he asked me if I would do a little coverage for him at the Tasting House. And um, I think I'm working for wine. He gave me... <laughs> he, he, um, <laughs> Unlabeled wine? When he left the other day, he handed me uh, a bottle of Viognier, and then he handed me this, and he just wrote... What did he write on there? 15, <laughs> 15 Rossi Ranch. 15 Rossi Syrah. Not even Ranch, just 15, yeah, 15 Rossi, Rossi Syrah. There's no label on it. I love um, this crude handwriting. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess it's a, um, you know, it's a shiner that, that hasn't been labeled or I don't, I don't know if it was, uh, you know, I don't know. He just, <laughs> he just, he just said, try this. So I figured you guys would be a good group, uh, to just bring it and try. And Todd was saying he likes, uh, Syrah, so. Right, right Absolutely. up your alley, right? Totally. And you know, it's nice to have a powerful red after all the acid, yeah. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of come back around and be back in California. And this is just, this is delicious. I well, love the all, tannic structure. All three of those those Sauvignon Blancs are absolutely delicious. Very, very different. Um, those of you out there, um, if you wanted to go through this tasting yourself, you could probably contact Todd. He'd probably send you a bottle of each um, very quickly. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give a recommendation from 1 to 10. I'm going to give that an 11. Um, yeah, that's a great idea, Bart, is to to have get sent one of each of these and do the same and, thing. And we we'll just post did. those labels on the website and on all of our uh, social media and, our, uh, uh, and connect you with Todd oh, at Sonoma's man. Best. Our um, new website just went live, so we're uh, uh, sonomas-best.com. So S-O-N-O-M-A-S-best.com. And can people join the wine club through the website? Yeah, you can join the wine club through the website. All these are on there through the website. Um, and then... Um, at Sonoma Wine Merch or at Sonoma's Best on Instagram. Mm-hmm. At Sonoma's Best is the whole store. Um, we have wine, you know, our food, the deli, the cottages, um, really, you know, quaint, historic store. Um, it's a really cute page. And then at Sonoma Wine Merch is just 100% wine. 
wine and then every now and then when I'm having a, a delicious beer I can't pass up the post. So yeah. And, then, yeah. and then there's a secret walking path behind the store mm-hmm. that was part of the old train track. Um, just a little inside. Oh, the train that runs down uh, 8th It used Street? to run down 8th Street, mm-hmm. and okay. th- it used to go all the way into town, and what is the bike path, you know, all through Depot Park. But there's mm-hmm. an area that is still open, and I, I've been riding my bike. Once I remember that it was there, been on my bike loops, and I've been using that to, uh, yeah. to it's kind of a cool perspective to Absolutely. Uh, get off the busy street. Yeah, it's fun. The building, you know, being over 100 years old, there's so much history in there and being in such a local town and being new here and meeting people who live on the east side and they come in, you know, they're, they have stories of their grandpa playing, you know, cards back there and then their dad who, you know, came in and got sugar candies and got their grandpa out of the back and said, you know, it's time to come home and they're sitting back there eating chili and, you know, whatever else they're doing, you know, I'm <laughs> guessing there's some whiskey involved. But uh, just, it's so cool to be in a building, you know, the our wood floors are amazing. I mean, you like you feel the history when you walk on them. Um, the place the place is as cute as can be, and in the best of ways. Like yeah. it, it's a really great location. Yeah, and you can just go there, grab some food and a bottle of wine, and sit out front. Totally. Yeah. Just kind of watch watch the back. world go yeah. by. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a sweet little spot. Yeah, we have our four cottages. We get a lot of out of town guests that come in and uh, you know stay out there, and you know we get great reviews. Um, it's just super quaint. You're, you feel like a local when you're at Sonoma's Best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you like it, huh? You like it around I here? I love it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome yeah. to Sonoma. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I, I, I want to give a couple little shout outs here um, before we go off the air. Um, a podcast for some people to check out. Um, Marissa Ross and Adam, I'm going to apologize already. Um, Adam Volveris, um have a new podcast. I think I believe it's, it's pronounced vul- vulva. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brian. But um, um, again, Adam, I'm sorry. Um, not that you listen to our podcast. Um, Brian over here getting helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rhymes, um, rhymes with mulva. They've, they've started a, a brand new podcast. Um, Adam is natural underscore wine w-h-i-n-e on instagram oh um, aka snarky bastard yeah and right. and and he and marissa have started a podcast called natural disasters i believe is what they're calling it and their first episode went up and i have to say i have to applaud them it was really really good it's all about natural wine mm-hmm. and kind of the growing pains that natural wine's going through right now um you know what's good natural wine what's not natural wine how vague um, the category is. how vague it is i mean i i really applaud them they're um they're supporters of it but they're also very cr- critical and and want it to be represented right and I, I listened to the first podcast and i loved it so I'll, I'll just throw that out to you guys to to check it out oh it's good yeah and then another um shout out and i'm gonna ask brian to c- correctly tell me how her how would you say her first name Melanie? Melanie, okay. Yeah. I, guess, <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be something way yeah, off. So, well, like... so did I. So, so, so Melody Harding um, is a listener. <laughs> Good. Sorry, guys. Um, Melanie Harding is a listener of, of the podcast, and um, she sent us an email. We really appreciate the uh, contact. Um, 
we're thrilled that, that you're coming to Sonoma for Memorial Day weekend. We're going to try to work something out to meet you. Um, and then the other thing is, is that we're a little concerned that you're actually, because of listening to our podcast, that you're buying a vineyard in Paso Robles. <laughs> I think bought. It made it sound like bought. <laughs> or bought. Bought a vineyard in yeah. Paso Robles. And as much as we think that's awesome, and we hope you're growing some really cool Grenache and Syrah down there on some uh, on some limestone, yeah. um, we wish you luck. Um She'll probably meet some Gassiers when she's down there. Right. Right? She yes. might run into a few <laughs> if she was there last week. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to officially invite her on the show. My, my wife was talking about this last night, and I think it would be fun to have. She's coming down. She's coming here with a group of people. And Who are mainly uh, active military. From active military. I say let's, let's um, even if that means that we need to record a special show at the Roan Room or, or where it is, out in the vineyard somewhere. We got an extension cord that runs 50, 60 feet. Right. We can make um, it work, I promise. Yeah. Let's set, let's set something up. Let's get them on the Well, I'll, I'll send her back show. an email and, and see exactly what their plans are and see if we can figure out a place to, okay. to get them to. Yeah. No, you I do think post tasting or before they go tasting? Uh, wait a minute. Pre, post. Both. Yeah. 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 Let's do both. Really I, I think both is, is what we're looking for right <laughs> yeah, now. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think we'll do it all. So that's great. Thank, yeah, thank you so much for the uh, for the emails. And and I don't know if we mentioned on this show or the last, but you know, Sam's back east doing a little tasting. John's on sabbatical. Ian had uh, Ian is doing some girlfriend stuff today, um, but we're happy to have Kyle here and and Bart. And um, um, you know, let's let's talk about how people get a hold of you and how people get um, get signed up on the wine club. Here's my thing with wine clubs. So I belong to one. It's the, it's at the Roan Room mm-hmm. um, for the Girl in the Fig. Yep. And my wife belongs to one. It's Gloria Ferrer. She's Blanc de Noir. If I tell people if you put a, a bottle of Dom Perignon, a bottle of Krug, a bottle of uh, Runart out, and, and, a bottle, and, yeah. and a bottle of uh, Gloria Ferrer Blanc de Noir, boom, done. Which awesome. I absolutely love her for at $17 a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but people say, you know what, I've... Uh, I've, I don't want to join any more wine clubs. Like I said, we get sent too much wine here. But I think what happens is people get, you get stuck in sort of the same style with wine clubs. So if you join a winery, you've got sort of a house style of that winery. True. Um, so you're, you're sort of just drinking that representation. Mm-hmm. What I like best about this wine club, and it's why I joined the Girl in the Fig one as well, is because now you're talking about a, a variety. It's not just wines from Sonoma. It's not just wines from a particular vineyard. It's not just wines from a particular winemaker. Mm-hmm. But things that you just actually find high quality yep. and or cool. Yeah, That's um, exactly why I haven't personally joined a wine club. Just I don't want to get stuck having that same winery wine mm-hmm. all the time. Not that they're not great and it's not that I don't love them. It's just yeah. if I want to have some of their wine, I'm just going to go, Purchase right. that wine from down the street. Oh, this is America, man. You want your freedom. Yeah, yeah like exactly. having that, <laughs> having that, I, I feel like I can get excited about what might come next because totally. having that, that difference in it, you're not sure what's coming next. Yeah. Right, I like that. It's, it's sort of gone through, you know, you, you didn't make the wine, so you don't have a, a vested interest in making sure that that totally. wine gets sold. It's actually, you've got a first line of defense right there with Todd where he's like trying the wine going, you know what? This is pretty fucking killer. Yeah, actually, I, exactly. I, I want to share this with people. Totally. Um, they do like a the test community. out process at the bar too. So usually it's once a quarter. And so once I ship out the club, I, I try to change up my by the glass list. And mm-hmm. then whatever goes on really well at the tasting bar or by the glass 
over the next like month or two, the things that do really well, and then slate for the club if they're nice. appropriate price points nice. and the whole thing. So there's a little bit of a tryout period of you know, like of your wine drinking peers, if you will. So right. when people really like it, I, I like I take my ego out of the wine club. If the wine's delicious and other people like it, I want to share it with everybody. Huge important part of yeah. having that's a wine list awesome. is taking your ego out of it. Totally. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm not in this your for business list, and it's for not joy. Their list, it's, and, right, yeah. 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 Oh, that's good to good, hear. Good for you. Yeah, good totally. For you. And I also just want to say uh, thank you, Todd. So I'm I'm just getting into learning more about wine. That's why I've been very uh, pleased that Brian has allowed me to come and be a part of this with mm-hmm. everyone, Bart, Sam, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten to learn a lot, but it's one of the first times on this show we got to sit down and to try these three wines together like that mm-hmm. and see how they progress. Like, I... It blew me away. I oh, learned a lot just by sitting down here with these three, going about it in that that respect. Perfect. Well, you're very welcome. Yeah, this yeah. is a this is very much kind of like a a little slice out of what I do in the shop. Yeah, um, and it, and Kyle, I can tell you, it's not only fun for you. People are even totally into wine. That's a cool little um, experiment that you can do. Yeah, that's something that's something fun. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Remember, the best way to learn about wine is just put it in the glass and consume uh-huh. it. Just totally. Drink, drink yep. more wine. Especially if you're drinking whites. You know, pull it out of the fridge, try it, let it warm up, too. Right. You know? totally. right. Try it at multiple temperatures, figure out what one you like. Yeah, you guys in California, you're drinking your whites a little too cold and your reds a little too warm. Um, I do have the 40-ounce rosé at the shop, and I like that one pretty cold. It's good. Um, you know what? I almost bought one of those <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I still haven't tried that. Yeah. That one has to be very cold for me. Like, yeah, I've it's actually it. Loire Valley fruit. It's, uh, <laughs> it's mostly Cab Franc. Or it's mostly Gamay Noir and Cab Franc, actually. Um, yeah. And pays it's not a full label. 40 ounce. It's 33 ounces. It's a liter, <laughs> but they call it 40 ounce. Yeah. Say, and, right. uh, That's, they do? Really? Yep. They call it 40 ounce? Yeah. So it's just the title is what it is. But I mean, I've had people from San Jose call, pay over the phone get in their car and drive all the way up to get it. Last year, I was one of the only retailers in California. Yep. And uh, we and sold out. And now it's exploded. <laughs> yeah, luckily this year, I got a, a bigger allocation, and hopefully the second half of it will show up. So. Yeah, that, that kind of <laughs> took <laughs> off last so, year. Yeah. And the year before, I don't know if you ever saw this, it was the White Girl Rosé. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I had a uh, case of that in my fridge. <laughs> nice. All good. All right. good. Yeah. Rosé is just wine. one of those things. It's a fun wine, you know. If you like yeah. the label, you drink it cold, um, yeah, you can geek out on if you want to, but you can pour it in a pint glass. You're good, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I do that. Oh, this is this is embarrassing, but yeah, sometimes when I get home from work, um, yeah, I'll start off a little Moscow Mule, mm-hmm. and then uh, then I'll just dump the ice out and use the same glass for the wine. Boom, there you go. <laughs> right, all <laughs> oh, good. You're a professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It ain't hurting nobody. Yeah. <laughs> That's All right, great. so let's let's hit uh, let's hit uh, web addresses again. Bart, uh, obviously, uh, danesellers.com. Um, you out there hitting the road hard? You still got uh, a little bit of Chenin Blanc. You, what else? You got some Zen and uh, Grenache. You just recently bottled last week, I we, believe. We bottled our uh, Desnudos Cabernet Sauvignon. How do you spell that for people that want to? D E S N U D E S. What does Des that mean? Nudos. Two two noodles. Two nudes. No, two nudes. Two, <laughs> nudes. two women. The vineyard. Models. Talking Brian's Make language it. right now. The vineyard <laughs> is on the site of a um, uh, a nudist colony that was in Sonoma back in the forties, and so that's what they deemed the vineyard Desnudos. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then um, our Valeria blend. Yep. And so those were all bottled just last week, and they're resting in the warehouse. And we'll I have a case of each coming to the house here at the end of the week, so we'll all start tasting them and try to decide when they're ready to start being released. Cool. So probably be a 
trying them here on the website. I mean, on the podcast, and sneak a bottle down to Todd, see what he thinks, and just move nice. On. Yeah, I can't wait. Cool. And uh, Kyle, we know how to get a hold of you. You're working at the restaurant 24 hours a day. I don't know how we got you off today, but <laughs> Kyle's working in the kitchen. During the day, if anyone knows any chefs that are looking for work, we're looking to hire some people at Sonoma Mission Inn. Um, and Todd, how do we get a hold of you and how do we join this wine club? So I'm one of the other people that has their you know, phone number on websites and everything as well. But uh, sonomas-best.com. And yeah. You can sign up the website online store there. Um, also, I mean, I'm happy to say it. 707-470-9356. My personal yeah. phone number. Um, call if you want. Text. I'll get right back to you. Um, and Todd at Sonomas-Best.com. Again, at Sonoma Wine Merch and at Sonoma's Best on Instagram. Perfect. That's awesome. Well, Todd, thanks for coming on. Uh, another great no, show. No. And uh, we'll be... Wait, uh, hey, uh, I got a question. Oh, do, you, do you actually have some under the wire uh, sparkling at the store? Uh, not enough for all the podcast listeners, but I think I have one bottle left. Of I was going to uh, say, I'm, I'm on the waiting list. so I, was, I think I, was, I have a bottle of 13 Pinot Noir from, okay. uh, from Mendo. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the waiting list. I was hoping for a little uh, in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll wait. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I have my uh, my request in for next allocation. So yeah, I'll continue to I'll, wait. But yeah, if, uh, if you Another, need a bottle, uh, I can pull it aside. It's laying down. It the sounds back. like okay. Brian's gonna stop by your shop quite a bit now. Yeah. <laughs> we got some good stuff. I got some once in future from uh, from Joel Peterson, his new um, his newer brand. We tried some of that in Paso Robles. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Beautiful good stuff. stuff. Redwood open top from totally. Yeah. Can't yeah. go wrong with that. That's old school Sonoma as it gets. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being a supporter of the show, and thanks for doing what you're doing. You're you are right in my wheelhouse, and I um I can't wait to get down there. I'm I am seriously I'm joining the club. Cool. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to see you guys in person. I uh, I'm usually getting ready, taking a shower, and listen to you over my speaker. So it's uh, oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm just picturing you, <laughs> picturing you in the shower. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna leave Brian alone with that thought yeah, in his exactly. mind. Um, yeah. And for all of you listeners, we really appreciate um, all the feedback. Please, um, you know, t- share it with your friends. Uh, help us grow the podcast. Uh, uh, reviews on iTunes is very, very helpful. It helps spread the word for us. Mm. So if you like it and you can go on to iTunes and give us a review, we'd really, we really appreciate it. Use a bar soap or liquid soap? <laughs> Uh, bar soap. Dove. Bar soap. Yeah. All right, I just want to make sure I'm getting yeah. this correctly. Costco Dove Pack. Costco. <laughs> Yo, bar soap. Saving you money every Thank day. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's all good. All right. All right, cool. They sell, and they sell wine at Costco. So. And <laughs> we had Actually, I, I found some yeah, great deals on wine at Costco. Some of the best Bordeaux finds ever are at Costco yeah. randomly. They'll just yep. have like pallets of wood boxes, and then you're just, you know, you're sitting there like, how many can I buy? Yeah. <laughs> they have a little buying power. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Just how much can I fit into the car yeah. is more to the question. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, Kyle just mentioned um, Happy Mother's Day, I think, um, you know, was last week. So if we didn't get a chance to say uh, hi to all the moms out there, Happy Mother's Day to you. And um, we will uh, probably next show will be Memorial Day, and hopefully we can get. Um, Uh, Melanie and some of her friends on the show. Thank you so much for listening to The Winemakers. It's been uh, Brian Casey, Bart Hansen, uh, Kyle Reynolds, and Todd Jolly. Todd (laughs) Jolly, soaping up in the shower. (laughs) Happy to do it. All right. Thank you, guys.